Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. And uh, today we have a very special guest. Hey, Pete. What you doing? Hey, man. Uh, Well, just getting ready to talk crap books with you. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. And just to be clear here, uh, folks, uh, the marching order is me first and then Pete. Pete, you got to roll for initiative soon. (laughs) All right. uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the D&D movie uh, Honor Among Thieves, uh, which I believe released uh, like nine days ago, like a little bit more than a week ago. Uh, and uh, I have to say that I I was resisting, resisting, and then I heard some good word of mouth and I said, damn it, I got to go see this movie. And then right. I... I totally uh, told Pete that um, he had to see this movie, and you know, here we are. <laughs> so, Pete, uh, was it was it in position? Was it onerous for you to go see this movie? Uh, well, I, I well, I mean, do we talk about whether we like the movie yet? I don't know. <laughs> I I would say there were better days to go see a movie because it was nice today, man. Mm-hmm. But um, if I were gonna see a movie, this was a decent one to see. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, I think I mean I I think I went on a uh, I think I ended up going on a weekday, and I don't know about you, Pete, but the movies are back, baby. There was a, a grand total of maybe three people in the theater. <laughs> oh, it, the there we had more than that. Like um, I would say the theater was ten percent full, but that was like thirty people. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, also, it's, what is it, Easter Sunday? <laughs> behold, <Yeah>. behold, <laughs> he has risen. Hello, Pete. <laughs> and do, I you would like show, to, do you want to show me your wounds, Pete? I, I, I'm uh, not sure I believe you. <laughs> In Kansas, they don't sell beer on Easter, and I'm oh, not happy. Oh, no. That, yeah. Is that a blue, is that like one of these blue laws or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, it's leftover blue law stuff. Yeah. <sighs> They can never get rid of the right ones, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, when I when I lived in Minnesota for most of the time I was there, the bars closed at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. It was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we have that here except um, within – I think it's within uh, like Baltimore City and Baltimore County. There are several places – like most everything is closed on Sundays – uh, like liquor stores, but there are a few that, you know, their liquor licenses had been grandfathered in. And so, you know, so they're like closed ish. <laughs> so, I mean, the other ones are closed, closed. And then they're the lucky few that apparently, you know, 
had them before that came through or something. Who knows? Anyway, the, the, we're not talking about we're not going to be talking about blue laws here uh, or, or the history thereof. We're going to be talking about head empty, no thoughts type of movie. Again, D and D movie, Honor of Thieves, and honestly, I, I, you know what I'll say, Pete. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce it good or bad just yet. I will, however, say that the 2006 movie, uh, the D&D movie, uh, with Jeremy Irons and Thora Birch, and right off the top of my head, those are the two ones that I can remember, was a muddy, muddy uh, CGI mess of a movie where Jeremy Irons um, apparently took the Al Pacino class of acting where volume means acting. Yeah. uh, Not Um, exactly the best movie. One thing they did, like uh, I, I walked into this prepared to be kind because anybody who makes a good faith effort to uh, resuscitate Michelle Rodriguez's career, (laughs) You know, I, I've I've missed her, and I'm like she got canceled for a good reason. You don't go drunk driving, but mm. I would like her to be able to act. But can you go drunk drunk acting? Is that the that's the question here, right? I'm well, I I I don't intend to be acting in about forty five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I I thought um so so yeah the 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 movie uh, for those of you who have not seen any of the uh sort of like the the uh, advance uh, promotion and whatnot uh, centers around like I think that um, Chris Pine is a, was actually pretty good as a lead in this mm-hmm. uh, as. Uh, Edgen Darvis? What are these names? I mean, they, they sound like – they obviously sound like D&D names. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just Go know ahead. their classes, dude. Like, I have no idea what their <laughs> names were. The the Bard. Yes. Oh, you, you, didn't think, you didn't think that Michelle Rodriguez, the Barbarian, uh, like Holga Kilgore? I, I love that because it's like – it's not exactly um, – uh, names have to have meanings. <laughs> yeah. But it's very close, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it was definitely they, they kind of went in that direction. And I guess that makes sense for a barbarian. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, what else? Uh, there was uh, uh, Sophia Lillis, who is uh, she, she was actually um, Beverly in the It movie, the first part of it. Oh, uh, nice. I thought I thought she was pretty good in that. Uh, yeah. I think she's pretty good in this as well. Yep. Um, the as uh, like the- a, a druid. <laughs> Uh, the I just want to say just sort of randomly, Chloe Col- Coleman, who I've never seen before, she played the daughter. Uh, Cl- mm. Chloe Coleman just happens to be the name of one of my favorite dogs on Earth, <laughs> and I don't know how to take that in this context. What? Yes. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I've got uh, these these friends of mine. Uh, they they raise rescue dogs. One of their first ones was Chloe the Rhodesian Ridgeback. She's the mm. one who got me into Ridgebacks, and we always called her Chloe Coleman. And so now she's an actress, I guess. I don't know. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very strange uh, yeah. but yeah she she was pretty good in this as well uh i mean honestly i think that the cast was was pretty well uh thought out uh justice smith as a <laughs> i did i did love his intro uh i gotta admit and of course hugh grant sort of um 
I, I think he was just sort of like, uh, yeah, relaxing, doing his uh, his Hugh Grant thing in this yeah. movie. I I think yeah I mean I don't I don't think he put a lot of effort in but I think I think he was great I mean yeah, he was- yeah. <laughs> I think he's great but yeah like I I, I would say I'd be the first to say that he probably didn't break a sweat doing any of this <laughs> oh yeah yeah so it at the beginning of the movie did they do this whole thing about how you're a hero wait what. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, the entire Dungeons and Dragons oh, oh, cast. Yes, yes. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, they're like, you know what, guys? You're the heroes for coming to a theater. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I think that the I think that that's becoming like a thing, right? Yeah, you know, like Tom Cruise did it, right? <laughs> Fair. Yes. Yeah, you know, like uh, honestly, like I, I understand the the extra encouragement that yes, you should. Try to go to movies when it's safe and possible for you. Uh, and and but, I can yeah. see where that the, there would be some urgency. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, like honestly, uh, I, I did not know. I, I did not expect that uh, my my sort of. I, I wouldn't say it's an uh, a boycott or an embargo or anything of the sort. Just simply, I've been staying away from movie theaters in, in general because all they have are blockbusters, and blockbusters attract lots of crowds. And honestly, uh, I'm not about to share the air with you know a hundred plus people. Thank well, you very much. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not a very good. You know post COVID or in the, in the COVID world survivor in that there are things that will draw me into a crowd, like mm. the right concert. I'll say, well, fuck it. I'll risk death. But like a movie theater. No, like, cause mm-hmm. I can get 90% of the experience at home and pay less for the snacks. True. True. I will say that uh, as an interesting bit of trivia, I ended up getting a small popcorn to go. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like after I finished the movie, I was like, mm, I could, you know, I I had been missing the 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 shitty popcorn movie popcorn experience. So, you know, Do you- uh, there's there's nothing like you know putting your hand into popcorn that has probably been reheated slightly after being stored in a plastic bag from the last night. <laughs> you do you, you know I can't eat popcorn anymore? Oh no, why? Well, um, I was I was on a I was on a cruise ship in 2018, and I was watching uh, the Black Panther with my nieces. And a piece of popcorn started to go down the wrong way, and I threw up on a child. And since then, mm. I just can't eat it. You, you having, you know, <laughs> you're having like PTSD from popcorn eating? Oh no! Well, the, the punchline is: Why am I having PTSD? It's like that kid has got to be the one that's screwed up over it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, although uh, on the other hand, it's just like, it's such a random event to be like, maybe they just can't go to the movies anymore because (laughs) someone threw up Or maybe they don't even remember it, you know? Who knows? that too. Uh, But yeah, so so basically the movie starts with with Chris Pine's character, with Holga Kilgore, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, in prison, uh, you know, in obviously fantasy prison because, you know, obviously- realistically none of this existed this is happening in like the forgotten realms yes. uh, setting of of D and uh and so he he's actually up for like uh 
up for early release or parole. And it, like part of it is flashback. And I, I for, a, for a minute there, I was like, oh, I, I groaned inwardly because I, I thought to myself, shit, is the entire movie going to be like a flashback? And uh, then at the end, he escapes or something. That was, was my actually, initial like groan. <laughs> it was a pretty good intro. Well, I, I love the fact that he kept on insisting, like, oh, you know, uh, what was the name of the uh, Jareth or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Arakokra, which to anyone who hasn't ever played D&D or has uh, faulty memory regarding D&D races is like a Birdman. And and not not like bird man. No, he's like a <laughs> a bird person. Uh, also, I do want to say, uh, Pete, one of the things that really sort of got me excited was watching some of the practical effects and the puppetry stuff. And it was like so nice to finally see something that that was like practical effects when they could when they could you know manage them and cgi when they could not you know when, yeah. when it just became something that was not a something not able to be duplicated right somebody loved this movie i mean i w- i wouldn't go so far as to say it was me like i enjoyed <laughs> it but like somebody was like we are going to work the shit out of this and we're going to be like whenever we possibly can we're going to put muscle into it rather than have it you know, we're, we'll have a, uh, an AI design this lich kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's, that's exactly it. I feel like to a certain degree, I, I agree with you that this is not – I don't think that this is a great movie. It's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. Uh, it's very entertaining. I would say that it's um, it's along the same lines as the uh, '90s Mortal Kombat in the in in how charmed I was by the effort. That's that's high praise. Yes, yes. I mean, I I, I honestly really enjoyed myself. It, it didn't like it didn't feel like this was something that and, and of all things, right? A, a Hasbro, uh, a Hasbro owned uh, company, Wizards of the Coast, that churns out product uh, like there's no tomorrow. Actually, took a moment to not produce a an assembly line movie mm-hmm. of their product. Uh, so I I do really appreciate that even though like it's yeah I don't think that there's great cinematography I think that many times it looks like it's a TV movie but that's fine I I feel like there were they where they could swing for the fences they tried right exactly exactly and what one of the things I how do I look. So one of the things that that makes or breaks a movie like this is if you come in as someone who has, uh, you know, the original Dungeon Master's Guide all the way to 5e and you're just like into that shit, is there are there breadcrumbs for you? And if your mom comes and doesn't know shit, is there something for her? And and the answer is yes, both sides. Like mm-hmm. you, like they 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 talk about Neverwinter. They talk about Waterdeep. They talk about Baldur's Gate. Like there's there's all sorts of like you'll recognize the monsters if you give a damn about that. And if you don't, it's an adventure movie. Like you you know mm-hmm. you you don't you don't know what everybody's Thacko is. You know. <laughs> right, right. I think that that's that's the other thing that's really interesting to me because I I was watching it with sort of like that dual point of view, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and granted, I'm I'm not 
by any means, I'm not the the biggest D and D expert, especially not uh, for Faerun, uh, the the Forgotten Realms setting, which is probably my least favorite setting, and it annoys it it annoys me to no end that this is the standard setting that they've set. You know that they they sort of set up as um, the one that is the baseline for everything in the the game as of five e. Uh, is just you know forgotten realms. It's okay. So I have a hypothetical for you. Okay, go for it. You're a billionaire, and rather than uh, collecting Nazi memorabilia and bribing judges, you decide to spend <laughs> your money on um, forcing a D and D realm to be the the standard. Which one would you pick? Oh shit! I think it would probably be Dark Sun. Oh, interesting. Mine is Planescape. Hmm. I think so. I, I can see where you're coming from. I think Planescape is very, it's a very interesting setting. I don't think I spent as much time on it. Um, well, the, the big problem with it is it's in reaction to the other settings. And so if it became the dominant, like somebody would have to do a lot of thinking, you know? Well, I feel like also Planescape almost feels like. Uh, like the hub world in a lot of like video games. Yes. Because it sort of is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a hub world where there's no map for the public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have fun. Uh and speaking of uh, speaking of transportation, maybe you should catch that next birdman out of the window, huh? <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I did love that. Uh, it becomes clear why. Like initially, uh, I thought that it was like they knew each other, and it's like it's so dumb. It's such a dumb <laughs> reason. It, it, it won me over because it's like the dumbest reason for it. Yeah, I oh, thought. Yeah. I thought it was like he was on the take. Uh, he's an old friend of, uh, yeah, like Chris Pine's character. No, no, it's just simply his oh. wings. <laughs> and the punchline, like, and that was just throw away when, when they, you know, it turns out they're going to pardon, pardon them anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, that was great. Uh, that was so funny. And like <laughs> this, this movie is not always funny when it tries to be, but it is consistently enough that mm-hmm. it worked for me. And, and there were just some things like, uh, like when, uh, when the, the, Barbarian meets her her ex husband. Oh, that was such a nice little nugget. Just, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I loved it so much. Oh, it was just and, and and that's and that's <laughs> so so. Should we tell this? This is a bit of a casting spoiler, isn't it? Let's do it. Okay, so I am not the biggest fan of Bradley Cooper as an actor. He might be fantastic. He might be a a, a beautiful human being uh, in real it, life. Okay. I don't know. But but as an actor, I'm not I'm not won over by him. And here he he's a, so when Holga says that she needs to go back uh, because she'd been like her backstory is that she's been exiled from her barbarian tribe for uh, for basically uh, loving a her husband her now ex husband because she says that uh, you know he wrote her a letter and said that you know that things are quits between them. And so when she goes back to the barbarian village, you're like expecting like some hulking brute or something like that. No, no, it's Bradley Cooper. 
doing a pretty good, like they did a pretty good uh, job mimicking the the Lord of the Rings uh, camera trickery in making him look like a halfling. It was wonderful. I, I loved mean, it so much. Honestly, and they had great dialogue and everything that's going on there. And about 40% of my brain was spent imagining her stepping on him. <laughs> or, 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 you know, like his, his new uh, lady love, who is also oh. an equally large barbarian woman. If not who, larger. Him, yes. Uh, and him sort of like, uh, you know, like climbing on her <laughs> just because he, she's large enough to do that, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, it's, I, I yeah, yeah. It, I, I got to admit that my mind went there uh, as well, you know, a little bit. It was like, Ooh, yeah, how's that work out exactly? Well, I'm happy. For, I'm happy for them anyway. Right, right. We 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 left after that scene. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're not. Yeah, and and I think that that's it's a great little uh, tidbit because then then it sort of ties up a a little loose end that they didn't have to really tie up. Really, honestly, there's like I'm trying to think. There there wasn't even anything there. That she needed to pick up, right? Yeah, she just well, uh, she didn't know it, but there was a there was a um, uh, there was a magical item there. Mm. Oh, the walking stick. You're right. Yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, that could have come was, up in a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it. I do feel like it's it's like a, a weird little uh, thing that feels like oh, okay, that's nice. And then later on becomes sort of important, which was a nice, I, I, honestly, a nice little plot twist. Not a major one, just simply a a, a thing, a thing that comes up. Uh, yeah, right. I and I feel like there's a lot of effort put into these types of things where it doesn't feel like it's important at the moment, and it's not like a earth shattering reveal. Um, you know, when it when it becomes important, it just is like oh. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's a very basic like for good storytelling you want to plant the seeds, but most most uh, I I don't know what you call the genre of movies. Um <laughs> uh, mo- movies movies based on nerd shit. <laughs> they tend not to do it very well. And yeah. it it was it was done like it fit into the story here. It was seamless enough that you weren't paying much attention to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't call attention to itself to be like, huh, huh. This is going to be important later. Watch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, and then they they they're you know basically as when they head out from there, they're they're basically trying to get the crew back together, right? Because uh, we have Justice Smith. Who uh, is a was it a so so sorcerer? <laughs> yeah, he's I love working the wordplay on it. there. <laughs> I, I also I also like the fact that when they, when he's doing his like little stage pr- uh, performance, like he's using he, basically he's doing shitty tricks, and people are like ah, and <laughs> behind their backs, like he's basically see that's the thing. I was like sitting there going like. This motherfucker's just using cantrips. That's it. He's not right. really using the, the the good stuff. And even the thing that he used to steal them blind was sleight of hand, <laughs> which yeah. is another cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
low, uh, for those of you who are not D and D conversant, that is the lowest level. It's a zero level spell. Well, in and, the game, and sorcerers generally, uh, their power is based upon their charm, essentially. Mm-hmm. And this guy had no fucking charm at all. <laughs> he's, he's so bad. Uh, yeah. So so then after that, they go, uh, I believe after that, they go and try to uh, meet up. I think uh, Simon the Sorcerer, I love it, uh, tells them that he knows someone that could help them out. And that's uh, Doric, who is a, the druid. And that's, again, uh, Sophia Lillis uh, shows up. I sort of dug. I, I I could see that the owl bear wasn't it wasn't the best CGI, but I sort of dug the way it looked and the way that uh, it moves around and and sort of like makes short work of um, of someone being uh, basically. I forget if they were like punishing her as a witch or something like that. Anyway, they were just trying to fuck up the 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 forest that she's living on and. Um, that then becomes a, a a bit of a a reason for her to join up because they're going to go uh, to Neverwinter, and Neverwinter is the 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 sort of like the political uh, entity that is sort of doing a Saruman on the, on her forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I I just found that like it 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 moves along briskly. It, it gives you enough of a motive, uh, and it feels like that's the thing I keep on going. You know, thinking about how a lot of the movie, while not trying to beat you over the head with it, does actually feel in in opposition to something like Vox Machina, for instance, uh, you know, follows the logic of a and d game, but it doesn't try to hit you over the head with it. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, it's it's. Uh it's an homage. They're not trying to be cooler than the material. And mm-hmm. Vox is definitely trying to be cooler than the material. And I don't this have time your, for it. This isn't your daddy's D&D, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, my daddy's D&D was indescribably lame. And so because, like, he 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 – he grew up in the age of Elvis, so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> was Elvis an elf? <laughs> I honestly I I honestly think he would enjoy role playing. I've given enough <laughs> pills. I would be down for that shit. Uh, <laughs> I can almost see them the little miniatures moving. <laughs> uh, so uh like can I give you a slice of life about what's going on with me right now? Uh go for it then. So it is the first really nice day of spring. Well, maybe yesterday was, but I was lazy then. That's not the point. So, like many, I was doing spring cleaning when when Carlo wasn't browbeating me to go watch a movie. And all of my drink glasses are in the dishwasher. So, I have mixed myself a very nice whiskey Coke here in a McDonald's glass, and I feel like I'm in a goddamn trailer park. Is it a plastic McDonald's glass or yes. those commemorative ones? No, it's not even that. It's it's like what you get the in the where your, your Coca Cola when you're in a hurry, <laughs> with the narrower part at the bottom, so it yes. can fit into your cup holder. <laughs> Beautiful. That is exactly right. You know what? I think that 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 deserves. I mean, honestly, that's what uh, the the type of drink and 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 drinking cup that Podside deserves. Yeah. It, it's like, we, we are, we, we are drinking for a purpose. Like no one is going to see me. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, I mean, they, they wouldn't have judged you until you mentioned that, Pete. So, yeah. Yeah, I did just do a full confession. I'm good at that, dude. Um, <laughs> so, is that, is, that, is that the Midwest in you, Pete? Uh, yes. Yeah, the, I've, I've, I've got that Midwest See, you, Lutheran beat you, me for I you had, you had to confess to that, too. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Pete. You could have said no. <laughs> So uh, let, let me change topics because this is getting dark. So uh, I went th- I went through the cast list to find out who was who, and I was charmed to find out that the that the the evil wizard was named Daisy Head. That's just a lovely name, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, Sophia Eleni played someone named Volxina Tabaxi, who I do not remember in the movie at all. Wow. Okay. Sophia. Eleni. E-L-E-N-I. Okay. Maybe a side character. I don't know. But like she's like in the first tier on the cast list. Weird. Okay. Uh, so off the top of your head, you don't know either. Okay. No, it I don't know. Re- who, I mean, I don't know who <laughs> Sophia Eleni is. I don't know either. Like, well, I don't know who Daisy Head is, is for that matter. And I thought <laughs> Chloe was a dog. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I, by the way, Chloe Coleman, I'm incredibly sorry. You did a wonderful job in this movie. And I know you're listening. So I, I just <laughs> my apologies. The dog meant a lot to me. It's not a reflection on you. <laughs> yeah, so so we should uh, we should be clear here that um, Clay Coleman plays Kira Darvis, who is uh, Chris Pine's character's daughter, right? Uh, yes. And uh, so his his backstory, the Bard's backstory, is that uh, basically he was part of the Harpers, which uh, if you've played any type of forgotten, is realms, the worst like- multi class available. I, I'll, I'll stop oh, you're, saying you're that, talking but. about you're talking about bard yes oh yeah uh, well but, no you 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 can do you can do a at least in earlier versions you could do a five level multi-class or or prestige class in harper mm-hmm. which is it's terrible oh, oh. Oh, I gotcha. I yeah. did not know that Harper itself was like a prestige class. Oh, yeah. And you can only do five levels in it. And the five levels are like, what if I want a little bit of bard in my life? And who the fuck wants bard in their life? I'm it's, I'm confused <laughs> by that. Yeah. I, well, and, and it's funny because he doesn't have any real uh, magical abilities. I guess also for, for script and character purposes, he just needed to be like the face of the of the crew. Yeah, I mean, if you think too much about Chris Pine's role, it's hard to tell that he had any useful abilities at all. <laughs> you know what? I, there is a, a we we can get to it in a bit, but there is a a, a sort of like a, a rousing speech that he gives that you know, honestly, uh, I, I I have to say I was a little moved by it. You know, uh, <laughs> was this when they all sat on the rock? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> yep. it. Uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, you know, basically his backstory is that he was a Harper, uh, in, in Forgotten Realms, the Harpers are sort of like a secret, uh, like there's basically spies, um, that meddle in all sorts of stuff to make sure that, uh, things are safe. And I think that they're, they're trying to also like here it becomes a, a, a plot point. Uh, but one of the things that the Harpers do in the setting is to, position themselves against the red wizards of Thay, uh, who are like 
evil like they're they're basically like every type of sorcerer that you'd see in a Conan uh story. They're the types of uh, sorcerers that that Conan would behead at at a moment's notice. It's like a city entirely comprised of bad people, Mm -hmm. which they actually play with that trope a little bit in this movie. I give them credit for that. They actually have a paladin from Thay show up. But like the general rule is if you meet someone from Thay, they're a goddamn monster. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, to their credit, I think that they show exactly how monstrous they can be uh, because – Ah, shit. I'm trying to remember how they have like that flashback. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, what's his face is, uh, Reggae Jean Page's, uh, backstory. Or Zink. Yeah, (laughs) Zink Yendar. I, 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 you gotta love these. Uh, I mean, also the, the leader, uh, I do love the fact that they were able to say, uh, soon enough, uh, Zaztam will extend his reach <laughs> to, to the to the Sword Coast, and you're like, with a straight face, and you're like, kudos, sir, kudos. Yeah, that is that is not a a line that I would <laughs> that I would say seriously. So I I'm sorry, I, you know, in some ways I'm your worst possible guest, Carlo, and I apologize Uh-oh. for that. But you you were talking about how you don't like. Uh, this setting. And I mean, I accept that there are things I don't like about it too, but could you tell us more? Like what, what makes forgotten realm suck for you? I mean, it doesn't suck. I think it's just sort of like this weird um, it's like the expectation, right? It's sort of a very, when, when people criticize fairly or, or whatnot, or otherwise, I should say uh, Eurocentric type of fantasy settings, Forgotten Realms is right smack dab, right in the middle. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's the zero on the number line, you uh, know, positives and negatives, uh, you know, is right there smack dab in the middle. And that is sort of like exactly what I think. Uh, because like, you know, forgot, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I, it's fine. Um, but, but I also come so- from a, a long tradition of like, wanting like really interesting stuff and stuff that tickles my particular, you know, sort of fancy. But go ahead. I get that. Oh, well, I was just saying that. So what I'm hearing is as a, as a, as a white Eurocentric male, I'm doing it injustice by even asking. <laughs> <laughs> you should just sit, you, you should just sit your ass down and listen, Pete. You, <laughs> you got it, man. It, it, enjoy the last hour, half hour of this episode. <laughs> As I monologue completely. No, no, no. I, I do not. No, uh, that, that is not, that is said in jest only. Oh, it's um, all good, man. But, but yeah, anyway, I, I just, one of the things that's really fascinating to me, like to, to, to perhaps answer that in another way, one of the things that uh, makes Dark Sun uh, so fascinating to me is that it's, it sort of blends like at least three different genres together um, into this just wild setting where it's just a desert world. It's like a dying earth meets sort of like bronze to Neolithic age technology meets um, John Carter of Mars. Yeah. Well, there's sort of a, a gnome steampunk vibe too, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, in in Dark Sun? Oh, oh, I, I thought it was the one with the flying ship. Sorry. You're talking about uh, Spelljammer. 
Yeah, Spelljammer, yeah. very interesting concept. Not sure about the execution. Um, the only the only thing that I that I I found really fascinating about that was the Neogi, the moray eel spider aliens. Yeah, you know it's it's pretty obvious when I got off this bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in any case, uh, I suppose we should get back to the movie, huh? Fine. Uh, I mean, we we can continue to you know do little side. I mean, it's not like this movie doesn't have side little side quests. Uh, it's true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like um, they basically find out that. Uh, you know, after they've they've gotten back together, they've actually gone back uh, because part of um, Chris Pine's character's backstory is that Hugh Grant, uh, Forge Fitzwilliam. Now that that's a name that uh, inspires trust. Indeed, <laughs> um, has uh, was involved in a, a heist that went wrong, uh, and they that's how they got sent to prison. And, uh, I mean, before that, Chris Pine's character had been a Harper. He stole, like, it becomes clear later that he stole something from the Red Wizards, and he didn't know that the Red Wizards mark their treasure, like they can track it. And uh, basically, his little petty theft managed to get his wife killed. And um, that's where uh, Holga, the barbarian, steps in as sort of like a, sort of like a parental figure for, for his kid. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Forge basically tells them that there's a, a Harper stronghold where they store like these magic treasures that are too dangerous. Hey, Chewy. <laughs> yeah, I need to explain what's going on here. Leia was having a nightmare and woke up growling, and Chewy came out here ready to kick the ass of whoever was bothering her sister, <laughs> which is nobody. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know what what this world needs a uh, a a Freddy Krueger Dream Warriors dog remake. <laughs> Chewie jumps could... into the dream. <laughs> There's also a dog uh, Freddy Krueger. I, you know, honestly, I would pit Chewie against Dog Freddy Krueger, assuming Dog Fe Freddy Freddy Krueger didn't set traps. Mm. Because he's got no brains at all. But if courage has anything to do with it, I know who I'm putting money on. Well, I'm also thinking that Chewie's just large enough that he could just be galloping full tilt with all the traps just sort of like, you know, on him. And it doesn't really stop him. Yeah, there is some truth to that. Um, but last week, here, here's a new digression. Um a, a, uh, I went outside with the dogs and a possum was going through our yards and went through a hole in the fence and mm -hmm. Chewy expanded the hole in the fence and kept going. So one of the things I had to do today was put a new board in because he just took it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like hot, hot fuzz where it <laughs> just runs through the fence. Exactly. It's like later on he would have thoughts about, well, that's the fence line. I can't go through there, but you know, in the heat of the moment, that just never crossed his tiny brain. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, and, and again, I think that uh, all these little digressions also mimic uh, a, a regular D and D game. <laughs> Indeed, guys, guys, can we get back to the adventure? <laughs> yeah. Okay, can someone roll? <laughs> the DM just having like pinching the bridge of his nose, going like Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, so yeah, like so. 
Forge Fitzwilliams takes him to this uh, stronghold uh, with the wizard. Uh, what was what was her name again? Uh, Sophina. Uh, played by Daisy Head. <laughs> yeah. Daisy Head is it. such a better name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she casts like a time stop spell and they escape. She and Forge escape. Uh, and, and Chris Pine and everyone get sort of ensnared in the spell. And that's how they end up in prison. Uh, but they have no idea like – you know, why Forge, you know, like basically Forge has been taking care of his daughter, um, you know, outside and so on and so forth. And they go back there and, you know, basically Kira thinks that uh, her dad left him, left her yep. uh, because and of treasure and because of money. And the go ahead, Pete. I was just say, and that's because Hugh Grant's character, Harlan Crow, has been like shaping that narrative the whole time. Harley Crow does <laughs> does does Forge Fitz Williams also uh, collect? <laughs> he he collects red wizard paraphernalia, but he's not all allied with the red wizards. Okay, it's just he hates them so much. He needs the you know he needs to have the memorabilia there to you know just remind him he hates them. <laughs> you gotta admit it's a perfect D and D villain name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so. Uh, Basically, uh, what what uh, Chris Pine's character had been going there for was because he'd been promised that there's a a tablet of reawakening, which is basically a resurrection, uh, an artifact or a, a magic item that can it's a one shot resurrection spell. And he wants to bring his wife back because his wife was killed um, with uh, that. That was the thing I forgot to mention. He's she was killed with like a, a red wizard's blade. Uh, and apparently those uh, prevent any type of resurrecting the characters or bringing them back from the dead. But this one can, you know, counteract it. So anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so uh, Hugh Grant being, you know, smarmy, slimy Hugh Grant <laughs> on screen. He's great. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so so amiable and slimy in this movie. It's great. I love it. Um, yeah, he he does a really good job. And uh and so uh, shit, I'm now I'm I'm forgetting what because they go there and and Kira basically says that she doesn't want to go with with Chris Pine. Uh she's she yeah, she's just she'll stay here. She's not she's not going with him. And so uh, he, I guess he wants to go recover the Tablet of Reawakening. Is that what it was? I forget. Yeah, yeah. It's a Tablet of, of Reawakening. Yeah. I mean, but but also like, uh, you know, basically they're, they're trying to track down uh, what, you know, where it went or where it is or, or there's there's something up. Right. And he's not sure if Forge has it or no, Forge had given it away or, or sold it. Hold on. Shit. No, he still had it. But he tells them that he doesn't, right? Because he sends them away. Or they no, he arrests them. That's right. Yeah, That's no, right. like he he doesn't tell them shit. He has them hauled off for the reward money. Mm, that's right. So yeah, anyway, like see, this is the thing. The 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 movie has so many little twisted turns like this. It was like, wait, I just watched this like a week ago. Right. <laughs> Well, um, I, I have the advantage of having seen it four hours ago. So yes, there you go. 
Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, they, they, they're also, uh, tipped off because he's going to have like a big, a big sort of like arena fight. He's bringing that back because they, they'd been, uh, uh, banned previously by the previous, uh, ruler of Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. He is since, uh, since, uh, the two years that, uh, Chris Pine's character has been in jail has basically, uh, campaigned and become the ruler of Neverwinter. Uh, uh, and so he's, he, you know, like basically they're bringing like back arena games and, um, as they should. <laughs> well, you know, it does seem to be bread and circuses. Uh, there is a circus. Uh, uh where's the bread? <laughs> Fair. And, uh, Doric shapeshifts into a fly and finds out that, uh, He's basically taking all this money and putting it into a vault, uh, except that it's got, <laughs> I forget how she mispronounces it. It's like Morden Kane or something like that. Uh, Morden Kanan is like a, a big name of, uh, uh, of a big wizard. In, I believe it was like one of Gary Gygax's own characters that he yeah. like just wrote into the game. Fuck it. He's he's a demigod in the because I'm I'm the guy who made D and D. He designed uh, his own spells. There you go. And uh, so it's got like it's it got a ward, a um, uh, Morden Canaan's ward on it, which means that basically it's it's impenetrable. Like not even regular magic can 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 do anything to it. And Simon, which is he, moose crap, but that's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's a, it's it's a movie. It, they they needed to have the that's the MacGuffin that gets them moving to the next thing. Yes, and uh, that's where they meet the Dreamboat, Zink Yandar, <laughs> Regaging Paj, Regaging Page, uh, of Bridgerton fame is uh, none other than uh, Zink Yendar, a uh, reformed Thay uh, uh, enforcer who has now become a paladin, and he is just what was it that you were you were saying uh, earlier, Pete? That paladins are what? insufferable pricks who always do the right thing. That's exactly it. (laughs) Also no sense of humor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't understand like a turns of phrase either. I forget exactly what, what they say, but he's like, I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, So he agrees to get them uh, as, because they need uh, what is a helm of disjunction which had been lost in uh, a war uh, like 200 years ago. Also, let me just say, they, they go out to the, to the battlefield where this used to be. And this may have been one of the moments that uh, got plenty of chuckles out of me. Not a full out, full blown laugh, but there's lots of, lots of nice little jokes peppered throughout. Uh-huh. Because they're basically doing the the what is it? It's a revive dead or animate dead, which lets you ask five questions, and then they 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 go yeah you know, they're, they're dead again permanently. That uh, was a lot of fun. It was it was I loved I, I I sort of wish that they hadn't included the one of the funnier ones in the trailer because that was actually one of the funnier ones. <laughs> <laughs> like them bickering and going back and forth. And he's like, why did you have to ask? Why did you have to? Ask? That wasn't a question. Why did you have to make it a question? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like piecemeal slowly, but surely <laughs> they keep on like, I, I did like the comedic timing on this. It also felt like someone wrote the jokes out in the script rather than go like from behind the camera. Yeah. Keep going. Improv, improv, go ahead. Exactly. Uh, uh God, how annoying. Uh, anyway, <laughs> So uh, they finally find that uh, the helm of disjunction had like they, they reach a dead end. And that's where they 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 find out that Jenk Yendar had had finally been given this uh, this helmet. And he like finds them, in fact, again, that that's the other part of him being insufferable. He's good at everything. Like everything he does is like, you know, God's touched. <laughs> He can do no wrong. Like even, even like accidentally he does the right thing. So what's your least favorite class? Paladin. I got to say. Yeah. 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 Paladin <laughs> of the goddamn walk, dude. I hate him. And which one? Paladins. And, oh, paladins. In, okay. In, in, in all situations, paladins are the worst. Yeah. I, I, I do not. I, I yeah. I mean, it, it might be fun to play one in part because of constraints, the constraints you have. Yes. I mean, and like being a prick to people in a game is a lot more fun than having someone be a prick at you. <laughs> oh, so you, 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 you just take the, the paladin slot simply because you don't want it done to you. Oh, I see. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, you got to act first. preemptive strike fuck it uh but yeah so uh and then that basically leads them to like a place in the underdark and that's where uh holga's little walking stick (laughs) comes into play for the first time because it's essentially the portal gun yes which really (laughs) they should have played with more i won't lie no I, i mean honestly it looked great uh, it's such a basic little uh, CGI trick that works fantastic. Right. Uh, also, I loved – well, they did use it a lot, honestly, now that I think about it. Remember they did the, the, the painting, which is – The painting was good. Yeah, that was a good – That honestly, there's some good ideas in this. In this, Like some good ideas you could bring to the table and be like, uh, you got that from the movie. All the players are like, come on. I will say, if I were the DM, I wouldn't have allowed that. (laughs) You know, the idea that you can place the portal on an object and move the object, I would have thought Mm -hmm. the portal would stay right there. Mm, Fair. Uh, I mean, what I mean, it's also rule of cool or whatever, whatever Uh, moves the adventure along. That is that is excellently put. Rule of cool is the way to go because it it was an awesome move. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I got to admit. Uh, but yeah, they, they get chased by a very uh, a very tubby dragon, which I don't know how I feel about that. But it, it was I, I did like the 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 action set piece itself. Um, you know the the idea that you know everything's sort of moving and it felt very much like a diet version of the uh, the Bridge of Kudza Doom <laughs> sequence in Lord of the Rings. Did you say diet? Yes. <laughs> in context i'm just saying yes it's yes. it's a diet version of that 
Yes. But yeah, like it, it felt very much like that sequence, except a little bit more fiddly and uh, a bit more funny. I, I, I would say, you know, Lord of the Rings is a bit more of a dramatic uh, moment. Here it's like, yeah, they're going to get out of this. It's fine. The, the, the tone of the movie has told you that, you know, no one's going to die here, basically. Plus, the, the paladin's still with them. So, <laughs> like, he couldn't possibly let them die either. Uh, and, and when they finally get the, the helm, you know, they basically, uh, it falls on Simon, the so-so sorcerer to attune to it because he's the only one who can use it oh, again, slightly fudged in, in game rules, but fuck it. It's what makes like, basically that's, uh, you got to remember that Simon is the magic user in this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, he's got to have something to do, you know? So, right. Uh, that's where that's where they have the beach scene and and honestly i I really like he 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 tries to attune to it he's sort of like accosted by like a um it looks like it's an ancestor of his who like berates him and belittles him and uh basically throws him out of the magical you know null space that he's in uh back out into reality he's like i can't do it i'm a failure and that's where Chris Pine's character's speech about, like, basically, he's like, yeah, you, you, you're, you know, he, he basically calls them like he sees them to everyone. He's like, yeah, you couldn't maintain a, you, you can't seem to be a good sorcerer. You know, your, your thing is magic and you can't do it. What, what's wrong with that? You know, and he's like, Holga here, he can't seem to, you know, blah, 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 this and the other. And that's where they turn on him. He's like, well, what about you? He's like, me? I'm the biggest failure there are. There is yeah. <laughs> it's such a great move because he's not wrong. And he, honestly, uh, his, his philosophy on failure, uh, honestly sort of moved me a little bit because it's, it's more or less what I think, which is if you oh. give up and never try again, then you're a failure. You can't win if you don't play. It's it's one of my guiding principles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to get in there and get in the scrum or you're, you're, you've lost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, uh, I hate to, I hate to do a boss baby thing, but it's also the, the dark souls equivalent of going hollow, right? The the whole idea is that if you, if you stop, if you just quit the game, then your character actually goes hollow. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, anyway, and, and honestly, I, I felt that, you know, sort of like it was a little moving. It was a good speech. Uh, and I love the fact that it's sort of leavened a little bit, uh, by you know like well i i'd sit down but there's no more room on the rock <laughs> yeah well you know in some ways i would have liked it if they'd have gone actual D rules and the whole time he tries to do anything everyone's like shut up memorize more more magic missile <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they sort of leave him to his own devices uh, which is which is nice honestly yeah um yeah and so then uh they yeah, you know, we we get a a bunch of like uh, activity where we're not entirely sure what they're planning, and I I believe that this is uh this is like one of those uh, screenwriting rules that I've heard somewhere where if you explain the plan uh, in detail in in your movie, eventually th- that plan will fail. Yes, like if everybody understands it, you you do it flawlessly. Like everyone's going to be unhappy because, like, what a shitty movie that is. 
Mm -hmm. Well, no, no. I mean, it's just simply that's the way that it's built up, right? You, you, your plot beat is you explain the, 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 the heist or whatever the, the plan is. And the reason that you explain the plan is so that it, the audience sees what the plan is, but the actual beat that follows is that they fail at that plan. Here, we don't get an explanation. They still sort of like fail several times, and yet it keeps on like <laughs> looping back around to original plan. <laughs> I, I did love that. It, well, it's, now we're in plan B. Well, which wait, I thought we were in plan A. No, no, let's see, plan yep. A failed. Uh, Third base. Plan, <laughs> we're now in plan B. <laughs> Wait, plan C? Isn't that just plan A again? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, that is something I should call out here. If you, if you play D&D and you're a min-maxer, this will be a frustrating movie because <laughs> they went out of their way to design a party that it cannot functionally kill anything. Mm -hmm, yep. Yeah, I, honestly, like uh, these are all sort of like I, I would I would rank – most of the characters that are here as sort of like almost B or C tier. Um, yes. Uh, player character uh, classes, because honestly, like a bard, like you said, a bard is sort of like, uh, I mean, I think even in the, the, the description of the class, it's like, he's a, a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. And that's like a he's terrible a, place to be <laughs> in D&D. He's a role-playing class, which is fine, but if you're if you're taking on, you know, the skull of Vecna, maybe <laughs> reconsider. Yes, yeah, the 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 head of Vecna, be careful. Uh, <laughs> we you do know that you have to attach it to your own neck, right? <laughs> Oh, miss that is one bars. of my favorite stories. I love it so much. It is so funny. <laughs> I want it to be true. I, I honestly oh, want it to be true. It's like the gazebo. I mean, they're yes. just the, these apocryphal stories. They may have happened. I don't know, but they're beautiful. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they they have just enough plausibility that you you really really can believe someone doing that. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, and the Bart's going like I don't know the head of Vecna. I have a bad feeling about this, guys. Shut up. You're a C-tier <laughs> character class. Fuck off. Exactly. You're only useful in the city, and we're not in the city. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so uh, basically, they they use the the portal staff to uh, they they put a portal on a portrait uh, that they buy, and they hook it to the bottom of like a uh, one of the carts that is going into Neverwinter that is taking treasure with them. And uh, all of that sequence is just so fiddly and lovely. I loved it so much. Like, oh. you know, there, there's stuff that happens wrong. There, there's all sorts of weird, um, like how, how the portal works uh, in integrated into it. You know, like it's, I, I honestly, it's, I loved it's it. Madness. How well it went. Yes. Like yes. It, 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 it could have been such a piece of crap, but they were, they pulled it off. It was effective. I loved it. <laughs> I also love the throwaway gag word. Like, you know, one of the party is like halfway through and halfway in, you know, on the hill. <laughs> and the, the, the guards look up on the, on the rise on the promontory and it's Holga like pulling le someone's legs. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> waves at them and smiles. And they're like, eh. 
Not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on going. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, do we want to just let's just j- jump ahead to the arena because honestly, uh, it becomes clear. Let, well, let's be clear here that uh, uh, Sophina Daisy Head is actually a red wizard. Bum, bum, bum. Dun dun dun! You dropped a spoiler, dude. I, I I'm so ashamed. Uh, I mean, I mean, at well, this point, <laughs> I could be we're mistaken deep in this episode. That. I could be mistaken about this, but I think there was an Easter egg in the middle of the maze. Oh, yes, for sure. Oh, there's so, several yeah. of them. But but one of the ones is, welcome to the D&D world. Yes. <laughs> uh, we we get, uh, so so when they, they're thrust into the arena, they're caught. Basically, the party's caught by uh, Forge Fitzwilliams, and they're forced to become part of the uh, arena games. And uh, this is a rather clever sequence as well, where the arena uh, basically reconstitutes itself um, into like, uh, it's got like these weird moving pillars that move up and down, and uh, it, it just becomes a maze. And I, I did love the, uh, the 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 fact that we get like an overhead shot, and I was like, "Oh, that's exactly like the graph paper you use." Oh, cool! Um, <laughs> it's a silly thing to be like nerd out about, but it it is sort of like one of these things where you're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly how I used to draw like <laughs> mazes and dungeons and whatnot." Um, and one of the uh, uh, other parties that is in there with them. You get flashes of them, but it's uh, it's the people. It's basically the party from the D- the, the Dungeons and Dragons animated um, uh, uh, cartoon show from the eighties. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they don't really talk to each other or anything like that. But I, I did like that it didn't really dwell on it. If you got it, you got it. If not, it's gone. <laughs> they, they didn't make a big deal out of it. They just yeah, like there yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I also loved that the uh, <laughs> their secret uh, portal uh, sort of way to get out of the maze was to dive through a gelatinous cube. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, man? that. I mean, I got it eventually, but my first reaction was like, this seems like a bad idea. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, like also, I, I think that they did uh, like they were very inventive in how, you know, how that worked out. And Doric fi- finally gets another moment where she is able to sort of use her shape shifting ability to uh, save them all. And and it was actually pretty good. Pretty good. And she w- I, I believe she was the one that came up with the idea in the first place, too. Uh, right. So uh, and that's where they realize that uh, Forge is um, he's not planning on stick around Neverwinter. Like basically all of the treasure that he'd amassed uh, from all the people coming to play the games and bet on the games and all that good stuff is slowly being emptied uh, from his vault and taken to a boat where he is going to uh, say sail away, sail away, sail away. Uh <laughs> Off to newer, <laughs> newer pastures, I suppose, because he is, in fact, as he's told them several times already, a con man at heart. Indeed. Uh, and so, man, uh, you know, we, you know what, Pete? This is one right before. I mean, before all of this, there is the one joke. In this, the gag that made me laugh till like I was almost crying, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but it's it, it involves an illusion, <laughs> and 
and that was so good. <laughs> I gotta admit, fair the enough. Timing was the timing was great. Uh, anyone else out there listening that hasn't seen the movie, go watch it. You'll enjoy this joke. I think. I hope. Anyway, I think you're right. Yeah, honestly, it's it's rather well done. Um, but yeah, so so basically, uh, they find that out. They turn the tables. It turns out that uh, Sofina has been basically uh, meaning to gather all the people of Neverwinter to pull uh, the same thing that the Wizards of Thay have done before, which is to basically uh, create like a, a crimson death cloud or something. Um, yeah. And basically turn everyone into an undead creature, kill them, make them undead, and then they join you know, their, their army or whatever. And uh, I do have to ad- admit that the the fight that they have with Sofina is rather I I really liked it very inventive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really torn on this because on the one hand, like the fight was wonderful, and I'm glad they led up to that point. But the reasoning behind all that is seems kind of bullshitty to me because like they could just order the living people to join their war. They're in charge of the goddamn city. <laughs> you don't need to yeah. turn them into zombies to make them go fight and people fight better than zombies it's true it's true uh, you know what pete i was giving it i was grading it on the curve mainly because this particular movie did not involve anyone trying to save the world which is something i've gotten true. so fucking tired of i mean they were just trying to save the city which is uh, you could say in for a penny, in for a pound. It's sort of the same thing, right? But but not exactly. I hear you. So I, I did like there was just a regional uh, type of thing. But uh, anyway, I also really enjoyed that the last use of the of the portal uh, staff <laughs> basically like basically redistributes all the money that uh, Forge had gathered for himself. That was lovely. Yeah. And and using his own little hot air, his own little campaign hot air balloon. It was great. Oh man. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I don't know, Pete, what did you think? I think it's worth seeing. I enjoyed it. And um, the people I have talked to who have never played Dungeons & Dragons enjoyed it too, which I think is remarkably high praise for this kind of movie. Huh. Because it's it's very easy for them to categorize. Well, that, I think that, that that's probably a very uh, – I mean, that that's probably very, very good uh, to be honest with you because – like if if even ten percent of these people uh, decide to pick up a, a, a player's handbook, uh, you know, that's a win, right? I mean, it, right. it's it's this is obviously like this is marketing. This it's a commercial for for the game, but I think honestly, like that's being harsh. But at the same time, I think that it's a well-crafted commercial that doesn't really try to be like in your face, a commercial, if you will. Right. Yes. Um, I think that's dead on. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it, it was very wise of them to sort of just have it be a fun little romp and not, not try to be like the next blockbuster. And I mean, uh, go ahead. 
Oh no! It's just like that. Is, that is a fraught space that is full of of competitors. Like mm-hmm. if you if you if you try like we are Avatar three. That is that is the slot we're going for. You're boned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and in the small, I mean, in the short time that they've been out, and I'm I'm sure that this is probably a little bit less than than what they may have wanted uh, as a projection, right? But you know, like it's been out for nine days ish and it's, yeah. its budget was 150 million which is not bad for one sure. of these types of movies right uh and it's so far at least according to this it says it's uh according to wikipedia it says it's a it's box office so far is 124 so okay you know, so it'll clear the hurdle that's good yeah i i think it will i think it will uh i think that they they are uh i'd already heard something and granted, this may not be from a reputable source, but I'd heard something around that they were already considering a second one. Uh, really? Ba- which may which may be that they're projecting it to you know surpass its budget uh, by by enough. So that would be know. nice. It would be. I, I think. I think it could have been tightened. Uh, like honestly, my my critiques are that it could have been tightened up a little bit because it's like 134 minutes, so it's like about two hours and change. Sure. Which is yeah, which is fine. I I don't think I, honestly I don't think that there's any part of this that really dragged for me, but I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, like that. That might not be. Let's put it this way. I, not that I might be wrong about my own uh, uh, perceptions. I think uh, I'm. That might not be the case for other people. But I, I for one, would be very amused if that's what your, was your position. <laughs> right. I, I split into two. It's like, no, you're wrong. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up, other you. Um, well, it, it, it would seem that Carlos cast a simulacrum spell. And now they're <laughs> going to kill each other. <laughs> They did a good job with uh, the the old chestnut too, the mimic. Oh yeah, that's right. I I I had a friend that was like, "Oh, I wanted more time." He's like, "No, that's that's all you need. You don't need yeah. much more. You just need the, the 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 little bit of a. It's not even really a jump scare. It's just the startle of like, oh shit, <laughs> it's a mimic." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I I would grade this very. Uh, very generously as a B, like honestly, <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a pun, a B movie. Uh, but yeah, I would grade a B. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, I, I have ahead. a very excited Leia dancing on my feet, trying to convince me to go out, take her outside to pee. Oh, sounds <laughs> sounds like she's she's already dancing, <laughs> crossing her legs and dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing the thing. She's like, "You're at a minute nine. Come on, asshole." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Pete? Thanks for joining me for this. Uh, I'll let you go. Uh, take Leia out for the um, the honor of letting her pee. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you, I don't know if you know this, but we, you know how some people have blushing kidneys and they can't pee when they're in the room with somebody? Ah, I see. Leia has the opposite. She cannot pee unless someone is watching her. And it is mm. like the most annoying dog trait I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Well, you know, Biz Biz has the same thing. She she'll 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 start to crouch and then look at you and be like, You're not looking, you're not watching. 
I, I, I think it's also like a survival thing, like a survival yeah. tick where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm vulnerable here. Got to watch need guards. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're in the front yard. You've never been attacked by anything. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. Like what exactly is the threat? Like I need a breakdown of what you think is going to happen. <laughs> stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. I can smell all the stuff that traips is about here. It smells dangerous. All right. Well, anyway, Dogs, Pete, thanks for thanks for humoring me and watching this movie on short notice. You bet. Uh, I'm I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> this would have yep. been very uncomfortable if you had not. <laughs> no problem. Well, and I've made a pitch to you about a show. Remember, so I'm. Oh, I'm that's right. You're- yeah. So if if you want to watch from with me, maybe we can do an episode on that. That'd be awesome. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to watch any documentaries about you know Bush's speechwriter. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Could you imagine? Fuck that guy. Yeah. No. Uh, from from with uh, yeah. Uh, what's his face from Lost? Exactly. Amongst others, All the right. guy with the kid. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, Pete, I'll let you go, and to everyone out there, keep rolling twenties, and we'll catch you next time here on Podside.